What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Simply Walk the Talk. I am your host, Joshua J. Holland, and today we have another exciting show, and we got a little bit of a different format as well. And on today's show, we have Mr. Daniel Ebbett of Block Blue Light. Block Blue Light is the U.S. and Canada's premium supplier of blue and artificial light blocking products. Founded by Daniel Ebbett in 2016, Block Blue Light was born out of a need to fix his worrying health issues. Suffering from chronic insomnia as well as eye strain and migraines during the day, Daniel's overall health and well-being was declining, and he had no idea why. There were many frustrating and failed attempts to try to try and fix his declining health. He tried everything under the sun, different sleeping pills, natural herbs, breathing techniques, though nothing seemed to help. At his wit's end, he was referred to a specialist doctor, but even they couldn't help. Mr. Daniel Ebbett, welcome to the show. Welcome to Simply Walk the Talk. Our bodies and minds adapt to what we do most of the time. If you want to change your body and mind, you must change what it is you do most of the time. This podcast explores all things health, wellness, fitness, lifestyle, and biohacking. Stay tuned as we explore various thoughts, methods, and experiences from a multitude of conversations between our interesting guests and experts through many fields of work. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thanks for having me. Honored to be here. Um, really looking forward to having a discussion with you and um, hoping I can deliver some awesome information to your listeners. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that we managed to get this scheduled. Um, you know, we're on different different parts of the world. Where are you calling in from right now? I'm actually calling in from uh, Little Wild, New Zealand. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've been there. I, I nice. uh, yeah, I've been there, and it's uh, it's one of the most magnificent places on this planet. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> welcome. Um, so I think we should just jump right into like your backstory because I would imagine that the person that's watching or listening to this, I imagine that they're like, well, wait a minute, I have eye strain and I have migraines, and you know, I have a bunch of health issues. Like, what is this guy going to talk about with? blocking blue lights what the hell does that even mean <laughs> so let's just dive into your your backstory uh, yeah sure sure so my i've got a it's a bit of a long story or it dates back quite a while now so um for me it really started um just just at the end, tail end of university for me so this is going on yeah over 10 years ago now um i suddenly got really into health and wellness so um, been quite unhealthy during my earlier years in university. Um, then I started to actually see, hey, if I actually focus on my health and wellness and feel better, I can perform better. I can, you know, I'm starting to look at how I can build a career and a, and a life. And I, and I really started to place value on that. So coming out of university, I moved over to Sydney, Australia. Um, I wanted to go over there and um, climb the corporate ladder. That was the dream. Like, Get, in, get into the big corporations and just work work my way up there. That's what I thought um, success was going to be for me. 
And I really got, at the time, I also got into um, powerlifting. So really got into the gym, loved it, um, loved lifting weights, loved like the dieting aspect of it and was as comp competing over there at quite an elite level. Um, so at that time, I really thought um, the way you are healthy is you eat well and you exercise, right? And that's all, that, that's all you need to do and you're going to be healthy. So I, I, so I was doing it. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm in the gym. I'm doing the hard yards and I'm also like doing the diet. So gee, I'm going to be healthy, right? Mm. But what actually happened within about three to four months of um, moving over there and starting, starting my job, got a job with a large, um, large business over there. So I was working, I was working indoors in a, in a typical office with fluorescent lighting. I was on a lot of screens during the day and I was on a lot of screens at night. So I, my career was in IT. So being the graduate, you got lumped with all the um, after hours work as well. So about 11 o'clock at night, I'd have to start working again through to about 12, one in the morning doing changes. And so what actually, what was actually I uncovered was my light environment changed substantially. So I was indoors all day under artificial light. By the time I left work, it'd be, the sun would be setting. I'd be going into the gym, spending one hour to two hours in the gym under artificial lighting come home artificial lighting again screens again and so what happened is the first symptoms i started to get was insomnia um so i'd have trouble trouble falling asleep you know i'd sit there wide wide awake at night then three in the morning i'd wake up again and then during the day what i was seeing is very very severe migraine attacks um so severe i'd have to go find a dark room in the office right and just meeting room and just like close all the blinds and try and like get get myself back in a state so I could go back into the office and do work. And um, yeah, so back then, obviously didn't make any connection to, to what was going on. Um, I just went to the doctor, right? And I was like, well, what's going on here? Like, um, you know, like I, I can't sleep and I've got migraines and stuff. So unfortunately, the traditional medical system, the doctors, they just started to try and band-aid band -aid solution. So I got chucked initially some sleeping pills at me, didn't work. And then they started to try off-label drugs. So antipsychotics, antidepressants, a whole cocktail of prescription medicines. And ultimately what they did is it made me feel a lot worse. Um, these, these sort of things will sedate you. So they did sedate me to some shape or form, but ultimately I wasn't getting restorative and restful sleep. So I would feel drugged out and tranquilized also during the day. Mm. Um, it got to the point where yeah, like you said in the intro, I actually ended up going to some specialists to try and understand what was going on. Um, and across the point, uh, I think at one stage I got told, like, it's in your head, like, there's nothing wrong with you. And I was like, wow, okay, like, that's, that's obviously, like, that's the point of, like, we don't know what's going on, but we also don't do any kind of root cause analysis here. Hey, it's just like, oh, here's a problem. How can we find some solution to put over it? But ultimately, that then creates another problem over here. But ultimately, after a lot of time of sleep deprivation, um, that starts to have a cascade of hormonal problems in the body as well. Other systems start to break down because they're not getting rest the, um, restorative restful periods as well. So my health really started to decline. And uh, so I had to give up the gym. Like I couldn't, I couldn't sustain that lifestyle of putting my body under immense um, stress in the gym with training and then also then trying to like perform in the workplace as well. So that that had to had to be cut off cut out of my life 
and I was literally just trying to keep myself together so I could continue to work in the office. And um, so it was really, it was a really, really hard time for me. And when I eventually got told, like, you know, there's nothing we can do for you. We can continue to just try more drugs. You're depressed. You need this. You need that. And I got to the point, man, when I just was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm done with like doctors. Like this is, this is not the way to fix myself. And it was quite a battle in my head because I'm like, you know, health, like I said, like, oh, maybe I'm not eating well. Maybe I'm not doing the things enough. Like I need to do them more, <laughs> but like, <laughs> right. but like uh, you know, and I'm like, so I'm, I was really searching for answers. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Like my job is like analyzing in systems, right? Like IT systems, like looking at diagnosing systems, creating systems. I was like, why don't I apply that method of thinking to the human system, right? To go work, work out what's going wrong here. There's inputs and then there's outputs and there's something's, something's changed for something to happen. It doesn't just happen, right? So I started to just research, like getting into the internet and trying to trawl around, looking at research, looking at possible things around what could cause this. And the issue was, is way back then, sort of nine years ago, like no one was talking about light and its impacts on our health because it wasn't really impacting our health as nearly as, as much as it is now. Like the digital age was only in its infancy. We didn't have, um, I think at the time it was like an iPhone two, right? Like there wasn't, mm. there wasn't all the tablets and the devices and the lighting and there was, but not f so infiltrated into our lives. So no one was really talking about it, but I did discover someone that was talking about it. And that was actually a neurosurgeon in the US um, called Dr. Jack Cruz. So, um, yeah. yeah, and like, it just, like, it seemed crazy when I first saw his stuff. Like, no one even knew re really who he was back then either. Like, and, you know, you talk to some, most people in like the biohacking natural health circles, not, kind of heard of him, probably heard him on a podcast or heard someone talk about him and understand his concepts. But no one was talking about that back then. So I tried to unravel his concepts and what he was talking about which it can be very very difficult to understand because he um he doesn't put it in layman terms for most people right it's very That's complex right. it's it's very um quantum biology sort of very very complex terms but there were some key messages i got away from i got out of that right and it was first of all like um, there's a quote actually there's a big quote that stuck with me and it stuck, stuck with me to this day it's like it was a very simple one it was like health is about light not food and I was like mm. well what are you talking about man it's like what you eat that's going to determine how healthy you are and what what he meant by that is like so many people are focused on what diet they're eating like how many carbs is it keto is it this is it that like trying to dial in to the nth degree but they're completely disregarding a factor so more important above that right and he was like calling like the food gurus right and like like bulletproof diet bulletproof coffee keto this carnival and it's like none of that matters unless you're doing the other things above that level that are going to significantly impact your health right and so i just started to absorb and learn his concepts and one of them was talking about well one of his main pillars is light it's got three it's light water and magnetism um, really started to focus in on the light aspect because I felt like that was something when I looked at my own lifestyle was having a significant impact. And it was in particular around looking at blue light, um, which is primarily we are uh, taking that in from most artificial sources in a 
very unnatural state, not how we normally consume blue light in nature. And I looked at my own lifestyle and said, well, yeah, like, holy shit, like, I'm just indoors <laughs> all the time. Like, yeah, no, no shit. Like, yeah, like, right. it just, it just made sense. Right. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, how do I, how do I, how do I change this? Right. Because I work in an office. I'm, I can't go in and just shut all the lights off and not work on screens. Like, where's the, I get you, I get what you're telling me, Jack, but like, what do I, what do I do? Right. And at the time, like, there's, there was no such thing as blue light glasses, really. Um, they didn't kind of they kind of existed but the way they existed was in a in a way that there was like repurposing safety glasses right like, they oh, like yeah. oh, i have a pair yeah, like, or i have a few pairs actually yeah <laughs> yeah like they're called uvex right which uvex mm -hmm. is a safety glasses brand like hey if you buy these they can mitigate like 99 percent of blue light i was like well fuck, i'll give that a, i'll give that a try like but I literally couldn't find them in Australia. I ordered them off Amazon eventually from the US, got them over, um, started wearing them. I actually even started wearing them in the office. I was like that desperate, like went through migraine attacks and stuff. People were like looking at me like, who is this guy? <laughs> like mm -hmm. wearing these big, ugly like glasses. And um and I and I primarily started to use them at the right times, like mitigating the light at night to to try and allow the blue light exposure at night to not have the impact of daylight on my brain at night and uh yeah within the space it was very very quick to to notice that um yeah this is the first thing i've done in like the last year that has actually started to move the dial in the right direction and so that to me was like okay there's something here and i need to look into it more and from that point like it, it certainly helped turn things around um my sleeping started to, to resolve, which then in turn resolved, started to help resolve my migraines. But it certainly wasn't a like, hey, put these glasses on and everything's like fixed itself. Um, so what it led to is more research, right? And to understand what the research says about this and how it works. And what I found was like, hey, like these glasses are a good step, but they're not actually optimal in terms of what the science tells us, mm -hmm. um, in terms of what frequencies of light you need to block at certain times a day. So using them during the daytime wasn't a good idea, right? That's what I learned. I'm like, oh, wait, now I'm blocking most of the light. My brain, my brain's not getting enough blue light. And then at night, it wasn't still blocking enough to align with like academic research on certain frequencies that could disrupt melatonin. So I guess what I initially started doing was like, I saw how much of a profound impact it had on me. And it started to unravel a lot of the, um, the pain I went through to, to get to this point, right? And I, I had no intentions of starting a business or anything. I was like, oh, this is my calling or anything. But I was like, I want to, I want to help other people not go through what I just went through, right? Like, let's make this more available. So, I just started to initially started doing is like importing UVX glasses from the US just to make them available in Australia. Like, I was like, wow. let's just get a web, let's just get a website up. This is 2016. Get yeah. a website up start selling them like and start telling the story right and see what we can do and yeah it was interesting because like i guess for the first like two to three years people just thought i was crazy <laughs> like it wasn't again it wasn't a big thing but yeah there was certainly like there were some people that understood it and, and were buying them but it wasn't until we started to see this involvement of technology right 2016 to 2022 you look at where we've come and and how much of a problem it is now versus it was then 
and so yeah i've just been on the journey since then of like how can we how can we start to create products um to allow us to interface with the current world we live in like i'm i'm all for technology i think it's it, it it's got it's got some really really benefits to society but it's a double-edged sword right it can be very very harmful to us as well so i'm trying to look at ways and how we can utilize it for the good and mitigate the bad and so i guess that's what i've been doing for the last seven years is really just looking at different ways different what tools techniques products but also educating on the problem and seeing if we can yeah live better healthier lives in today's world i i love it and, and thanks for the very thorough uh, background on it because you know, I, I imagine that, you know, before we started recording, you were mentioning that you were among the first to um, sort of bring this to market or at least bring this idea out. And I remember when I first got involved with uh, the the technology or the understanding of the need to block blue and white light and uh, artificial light in general, we call it light pollution. Um, I immediately started doing what you were what you were doing which was like looking around to see what was available because i'm i'm a research geek i love to kind of geek out on stuff and go down ra many rabbit holes i've been down many rabbit holes uh <laughs> and um you know i came across basically the same thing you came across and i was like you know what let me go ahead and get it and like nobody's really here watching me wear these things you know um and then i i distinctly remember thinking at the time i was like "Ooh, maybe bono and maybe elton john were onto something you know because like you know you could do a simple google search and find like bono's glasses and i'm thinking i'm thinking what was he really like blocking blue lights or is he just kind of trying to be different which then obviously ultimately led me to understanding the importance of the need for blue and white light early in the day and then to obviously mitigate any sort of uh, uh, blue and bl blue and white light and even green light in the evening, right? So I'm certain we're going to get down that path and we, we can discuss all of the importance of that. Um, but I do think that it is important that people understand that, and you can explain this further, we do need light. Light is important. You mentioned that with the, with the, the quote from Jack Cruz. It's it's just like food and just like exercise. We got to get the right amount. We need to know like what it's useful for, and then we need to know how to mitigate the things that are not good for us. Because not all light is good, not all food is good, and not all exercise is good, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So so you started your your company, and you were sort of you know what we would say the equivalent of selling out of your trunk, <laughs> like selling CDs out of your <laughs> trunk. You were hustling uh you know buying this these 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 uh wood shop glasses and when did you make that change like when did you see things really start to take off and you, and and i guess at some point you decided to kind of build this brand like how, when did that happen and how did it happen it all just kind of um it all just fell into place by itself to be honest like i said like again like i wasn't really looking to be like an entrepreneur or a businessman like i still had quite a good passion for for it and technology and systems so i just i just continued to let it organically do its thing right and um i just getting more and more people requesting things and, and wanting wanting this and and the market was wanting more 
solutions as it, as they became more of a problem. So I just actually continued to, I continued my job right up until 2019 um, as, as an IT specialist. Um, I built up quite a decent career in that field and um, I just continued to create systems in this business that allowed me to work a job and work this and continue to build things. Um, and then I guess I got to a point where I, I realized that like more so as it built, as it organically built itself, that this was more my call, calling, right, was to, I felt more sense of fulfillment being able to um, build products and build solutions and educate people and see the changes in their lives. And versus I felt a little bit more unfulfilled as I started building my career in IT and just building an IT system for a business, right? Like it is a very diff different sense of fulfillment from the different things, right? So there was just a shift in myself and I was like, whoa, okay, maybe, maybe like, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, mm -hmm. And I think I had a unique take on, on on the on the whole situation with with what we did because over the over these years right we've watched the industry evolve we were one of the first movers into the industry not really driven financially to grow to dominate the world that wasn't again that wasn't what my mission or purpose was um but then we've watched you know when something in the world gets gains a bit of popularity you see op you know, people see the opportunity to come in and make a quick buck and and make money and take advantage of that that fad or that that growing wave. And that's certainly what we've seen in the in the blue light glasses, blue light industry. And I guess that drove me more to try and I guess to me, I I stood back and saw this thing st this starting to happen, and that drove me more to be like, hey, we need to make sure like people were actually buying the right products and actually are doing right for their health. And so I just naturally was like, well, let's let's make sure we're getting out there and educating people because to me, that's more of a, it doesn't, you don't need to be buying my products, but you need to be buying the right products, right? Because ultimately then it's mm. not gonna be doing the right thing for your health and people are being misled. Yeah. So that was a big driver for me, just being at the start and in the infancy of the blue light industry to watching it evolve to then being so much like confusion in the industry and misinformation around what's what to then me being like, okay, well, you know, I need to be in this industry setting the right tone, the right education, and then ultimately not necessarily buying our products, but having those products available from us as well. And then looking beyond the glasses, right? Like it's just mm. people are so focused on, oh, well, we can just sell a set of glasses and going what's the bigger problem here and how can we solve it with other ways that we can interface into our lifestyle beyond putting a set of glasses on perfect perfect yeah i think i wanted to get into that too because i think you know i was reading up on you and and trying to to prepare for the show today and i noticed a few things in there that also sort of concerned me with the industry as well and I think you've addressed that, which I think is really, really cool. So this is a good little uh, segue into the next part. So before we talk about that, I think we're right up on the time for the Pomodoro break. So many of the people that follow the show, they know that at some point throughout this show, we like to break the monotony. And that can be if you're standing like I am for the whole time, or if you're sitting like others are, or if you're even just in one thought process for a, a certain period of time, 
I like to kind of break that up a little bit so that we can come back with new, fresh perspectives. And we can also, um, you know, especially when it comes to sitting, we just need to get out of those positions, right? So what is something you would do uh, in, ter- in situations like this? What would you do for yourself? Yeah, that's that's a good one because I I actually I'm a big fan of that as well to clear the mind and um, ensure that you're not just yeah hyper focused on something. So what I actually do and and a big fan of promoting is, you know, we're indoors. I'm on my screens a lot. Like, um, <laughs> is getting outside, right? Like getting outside, taking a break, just taking in the natural light environment, and then coming back in. So probably not the most like for a podcast here, but Hey, if that's what we're doing, man. Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm don't don't it. don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's be back then, man. Right. So, for anyone that is uh, listening or or watching, uh, Dan has left the building. <laughs> he literally has left the building. He's going outside. He is going to surround himself with the environment and just sort of breaks up this this whole this sort of screen situation. And while we wait for him to come back, uh, Gordon, you'll hear the voice of Gordon here in a moment, but um, I know you're a heavy screen person too, right? So mm-hmm. uh, like if there's anything that, that Dan and I are talking about that, that maybe you want to know, uh, feel free to jump in because, you know, I, I like it when people ask questions that are like legitimately need to be answered. And um, so yeah. we'll go from there. Yeah, I um... – I'm a heavy screen user myself, so this is I'm kind of the ideal demographic for this. And uh, I'm actually pretty I've this is one of those subjects I've heard a lot about, but I'm not very versed on. So one of the things I was just actually looking up different products and was debating which one would be best. So I guess sort of what are the current sort of main products? I know he talked about the glasses and I was looking at those, but also I've seen little screen uh, sort of shields they put on computers as well. And um and I guess just what is, if I'm say I'm looking on his website versus Amazon, you know, what is sort of the best way to find something that's actually going to do the trick? Sort of, you know, some of those basic questions. Yeah, and 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 Dan, before you answer that, if you don't mind, um, that's a very good point, Gordon, because, um, I mean, like you actually wrapped that up perfectly because the what I hear a lot because you know I'm also a big fan of of blocking blue light and and understanding our environment, how it works. The question I get a lot is this sense of like, what's the one thing I can get that's going to fix my light situation? And usually it's not just one thing. In fact, it's a multitude of things usually. So I'm sure Daniel will will be the first to kind of explain that, but y- you can g- go in there. But I just want to make sure that whatever is said, that we we leave people with this understanding of, you may have to do as much as like in my apartment here, I have I can control the temperature of the lights. I can I have um, like a little night lights. I have a little like small flashlight, and everything is is normally set for nighttime to mimic fire. Like what would fire look like, right? Like it's kind of reddish orange tint. Um, but of of course, you know Daniel can kind of go even deeper. But yeah, please go ahead, Dan. Uh, yeah, so first of all, Josh, I think I wanted to just explain like what that did for me, like actually going outside and like taking oh, a break please. because it's not just a it's not just a break for me. Like there's so much more that that, that means. It's not just a break from the computer. So mm-hmm. when you look at even my my indoor lifestyle, 
indoor lighting and everything in here it's actually very very set up very well so i've got a window right here we're all naturally lit um, we do have lights on in here but they're all like um, optimized lighting that we have so and my screens are all got um running like iris software on there so i'm not getting too much blue light exposure there so ultimately i'm set up quite well but the one thing i'm still missing that i can't get in here is that you do get from outside right so indoor lighting um typically so you measure lighting and you can measure it on a brightness level called like um it's called lux which is a the brightness level so typically on an indoor lit lifestyle environment it's anywhere from like 500 to a thousand lux is the level of intensity of light you're getting now outside so at the moment it is a bit of a cloudy day out there but if i go outside even on an overcast day you'll be up at 20 10 to 20 000 lux of intensity of light on a sunny day, it can go up to 100,000 lux. So you can't, no matter what your life lighting like is, in, you could have all the perfect natural windows and all that, you're still not getting that level of intensity of light. That's very important during the day. Light during the day is very good, very needed for mood regulation, for energy levels, um, for the right hormones, neurotransmitters to be released, right? So if you spend all this time indoors, even if you have all the right, tools and lighting and screen filters and glasses you're still not replicating outdoors and there's two are also two important frequencies we get outdoors which is inf infrared light and uv light so that doesn't really generally pass through windows it's filtered mm -hmm. out and those are very beneficial wavelengths to the body so now what i'm doing when i go outside even if it's just for a, a minute I'm taking in those light signals into my brain and it's checking into my master clock system that runs my circadian rhythm, my day and night cycles. The frequencies of light are changing constantly throughout the day and your eyes taking that in is almost a chicken into your master clock for it to be in sync with what's happening during the day to ensure your hormones or neurotransmitters are being released at the right time of the day. Now that's going to play into how things go for me at nighttime. Regardless of all the blue light I block at night, if I don't do things right during the day, Right. It's what you do during the day as well, which is actually setting you up for how things go at nighttime. Now, one of the yes. biggest things, the biggest things we get from our customers, like they're like, I'm doing all the things, like I've, I've got the glasses, I've got the lighting, I'm doing all that. And they're not working. Like, you're, I don't, I don't buy it. Like, you know, it's not working. And then the question is like, okay, what are you doing during the daytime? Oh, well, I just <laughs> I work in a dark room and I don't, you know, I'm on the screens all day. And it's like, what? that that doesn't work right like so from a if we get a little bit sciencey here it's like what happens from the natural light you get exposed to during the day you get particularly the blue light from the sun full spectrum light plus the infrared that comes into your eyes it's onto your skin that stimulates two main things two main, main neurotransmitters you've got serotonin which is primarily made in the gut and you've got dopamine so dopamine is what is it like a re reward neurotransmitter it makes us feel good happy awake alert gives us motivation to do things during the day serotonin serotonin is a is a neurotransmitter that primarily will be converted it's a, a level up and is converted to melatonin at night so it is the raw building blocks to melatonin so you can do all the things right to get good melatonin block all the blue light but if you don't have any serotonin or you got suboptimal levels of serotonin you'll have suboptimal levels of melatonin Yep. So that's why it's so important that you're actually getting that natural light exposure during the day and then coupling that with getting, removing the artificial light exposure at night. When you marry those two things together, that's when magic happens, right? You do one or the other, it doesn't work so well. Right, 
Right. Well, you know, if if I could add another layer to that, right? So again, this goes back to what I was saying before you before you answered that, Dan, is there's so much complexity. And it doesn't have to be complex, right? Because we can just go outside, as you said, we can go outside when it's daytime and we can go inside when it's nighttime and, you know, keep the lights off or whatever. Um, but another thing that I think is also important in that conversation around uh, making sure that we get enough uh, light in the daytime to kind of reset that circadian rhythm and then we don't get that type of light at night also is the grounding component. So w what I imagined when you went outside is it's like, oh, going outside not only should allow us to get the right amount of light and hopefully do some kind of breath work or breathing or something, but we should also kick our shoes off and put our feet in the ground, right? And and this is also what we don't get when we're indoors all the time. So even if you're indoors all the time and you got all the lighting right and you got all of this right, if we're never grounded and we're all we're always in an insulated uh, home or or situation, then we're also going to be missing a bunch of healing components and a bunch of things that will help us to to truly live an optimized, healthy life. So it, it, this is why I say it's like before diving into like the different products that one can get it's like we've got to understand that there's so much we can always add to it but one of the best things we can do is just kick off your shoes be barefoot go outside take in the sun when it's out you know and there's obviously there's different times you can measure it and all that stuff but um we should also keep in mind that grounding is very very important so couldn't agree yeah. more i'm I'm, st I'm standing on a grounding mat right now of course you are. Of course you <laughs> but, are. But again, like that, this is this is a hack that I use for my indoor lifestyle. But it's mm -hmm. it's it's not a complete replacement for right. getting outside and being in the ground. And and another thing is like yeah, like like I talked about the the reasons why I do it for for the light and all that and all the the cascade of neurotransmitters and stuff. But yeah, it's it's more than that, right? It's something about like everyone knows how good they feel when they go outside and just do just take a moment in to get in the sun right it's it's like a it's 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 good for the mind it's good for the body it's good for the soul it's not just oh it's the right light and all that like yeah it's, it's multi multi-factorial and i'm like it's like i like looking at it like i'm stacking all these benefits of taking a five minute break outside versus staying inside and doing something else right it's mm -hmm. yeah so that that's that's my tool um and it's always like rain hail sunshine doesn't matter i'm out there right because get the elements yeah 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 getting the elements because I, again like to, to even level up beyond that right like getting outside when it's winter time like how how often are we in comfort right most of the time we are in constant comfort which you know i always say like when people ask me what is a biohacker i say at the end of the day we're all biohackers if you've ever turned off a light switch or you've adjusted the temperature in your home, you're essentially a biohacker, right? Um, but that it's also because I know that we in today's world, we constantly want to be comfortable, but our ancestors weren't always comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. They, you know, they were sleeping when it was cold outside, you know, and uh, maybe they didn't have like uh, a good fireplace or whatever. So, um, we, we need to learn to get outside every once in a while, whether it's raining, it's super cold. Like right now, it's uh, super cold here in New York. We got a little bit of snow last night. Um, but, you know, I'm outside when I'm outside when I need to be. And I think that's very, very important. So um, to kind of touch on what 
what Gordon was asking about, and I think this will be a good segue for this, is so we know we got the glasses, right? And the glasses don't quite fix everything because let's face it, you can still get light through the sides of the eyes and maybe above and below. Um, and then also there's, you know, our skin absorbs everything, right? So we're even, I, I think there was a research study that, that did some, uh, some discussions around, like, even if you had like a small dime size amount of light on your leg and you're at, at night, it's enough to kind of trigger you out of, um, you know, a deep sleep state. So, um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the things that a person could get if they so desired or they so needed to. Mm, yes, yeah, so I can unpack a bit of that. So first of all, the glasses is an interesting one. I just wanted to touch on one thing about the glasses that you mentioned. So it's actually a common question, like coming in the sides and the top, is that undoing all the, all the good things, right? And it's actually quite interesting because we looked into this a lot as we started to create more stylish glasses, not using the wraparound style and going, is it ruining the effectiveness of them? And it, it's actually quite interesting because when you look at the structure of the eye and you look at what's actually happening from a light signaling point of view is, so in our eye, we've got, um, we've got receptors in there called rods and cones. So they're, they're responsible for taking light signals, sending them to the brain for, for vision, for sight. But what they actually discovered, and it's not that long ago, I think they discovered like in 1998, inside the eye, we've got other receptors which are called their their photosensitive receptors called melanopsin receptors. Now these receptors, they live in the center of the eye and the iris, and they they essentially are activated from blue light. So there's a there's a direct nerve and the optic nerve that goes into the center of our brain, which is the SCM, which essentially runs the the body the body clock or the circadian rhythm. So under blue light, these receptors are activated. So blue light is getting into the eye into them. It's sending it and it's starting that cascade of, hey, it's it's daytime or it's midday sun, depending on the intensity of the light coming in. Now, because those receptors are only in the inner iris, peripheral light will not, generally will not enter in. So if you're looking forward and you've got your glasses on, but light's coming in from the sides and the top, if your line of sight's going forward, that light's only getting to the peripheral of your eyes. It's not getting into the center. Now, it would, if you say had your glasses on, but you keep looking off to the side or looking up and down, then you're pointing your iris at the light source and it is now getting them. So in general, you can get away with a set of glasses, light coming in sides of the top, generally will not have a significant impact on your on the effectiveness of the glasses. So that's why we actually still sell them because we look at it and go, it's not really a problem for the, for the way most people would use them. Now, that beyond that though, like, and this is an interesting thing, we sold the glasses for a number of years, right? And I started looking at things and going, are the glasses a band again, like a band-aid to a bigger problem? Like we're, we're, we're using these to filter out harmful light, right? And it's like, okay, well, where are we getting all this light from? Well, the biggest source of the light, artificial light exposure we're getting at night is all the lights in our home. The screens are a problem, absolutely. TV screens, phone screens, all that. But if you think about how many lights you have on your and in your home, and ha everyone turns them on at night, we don't live in darkness, right? And so they're on for the predominantly from sunset till the time you go to bed, and they're predominantly having the biggest impact or the most significant um, signalling to our brains that hey, the sun's up. These are all little artificial suns, and they don't that your your ancient brain that's 
developed through thousands of you know years doesn't understand that this modern technology is not the sun it the, the only natural source of blue light in our environment is the sun so it thinks it's that why don't we change that why don't we change <laughs> <laughs> like that i'm like we're using these damn glasses to like filter it out why not have not why negate the need to filter it in the first place right. like why why are we developing lighting why are we developing lighting and using lighting that makes us need to wear glasses <laughs> that, that was like what I, and i was like man i'm 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 just like selling glasses here like i'm i'm by no means a lighting engineer but hey you know there's a way when there's a world there's a way right so yeah. you know i spent an, a good good year and a half in r d and contacting lighting engineers and working out like the structure of light bulbs and how they work and what can we do with them and what the problems are with the lighting because it's not just the the emission of the light frequencies that come out of them there's other issues which we can talk about um and so that's what we did we developed the light bulb like we were like let's let's just develop a light bulb that removes all the issues with the lighting so then when you have them on in your home it's not just you that's wearing the glasses that benefits your whole ha family will benefit from this by default because like, what you normally find in a family is like there'll be like one person that's like on the health craze right and there's like trying to get the buy-in from like it might be the wife right and like, it's like trying to force the kids to wear it and the husband's like what are you up to and like but like a simple thing like right you change all the lights in your home and it's like well by default like everyone benefits like just right. turn on the light switch right or you know like so that was a, a real big shift um, for our business, right? Is like, how can we, how can we really look at um, people's light environments and how can we create products, particularly around the light sources being emitted to be more beneficial to us? And um, yeah, we started with this one light bulb, uh, just a basic, I wouldn't say basic, but a light bulb that um, focused on the removal of the blue light spectrum in the evening. So these would be used in the evening in place of normal lighting. Um, and yeah, we went from there and we really started to expand on different products based around lighting as opposed to glasses. Um, glasses are still needed because we, we talked about the screens, the phones, the TVs. We we don't have the influence so much over like phone manufacturers, screen manufacturers. So like the glasses always will have their place. And and for example, you can't con you can't control um, the light environment in your office. So it's very, very difficult to tell uh, corporate office to change all their lighting. So the glasses still have their place. But um, yeah, that was a really big shift, I guess, in what we did. And I think, again, being one of the first movers to actually do this because the, it's been done. But again, like I looked at it and said, oh, it's not being done right. Like, for example, yeah. I'll give you a really good example of this. Like uh, most people are familiar with like Philips lighting systems, like Philips Hue. That's which what is, I use, uh, yeah yeah Ooh, i can <laughs> you're not gonna please. like me after hey, this no man. no no please i mean listen hey this is why we're here you know what i mean <laughs> so so this is an interesting one because the phillips hue has been around for a while quite a while now and the issue with them is phillips is not a they don't care about your health man like they're not here to that you look at the box or any of the advertising around it is it around like living a healthier lifestyle and getting your light environment to be more like biological and circadian friendly? Nah, it's about creating a hue. It literally what it says, like it's doing exactly what it says on the tin. It's creating you different light environments to create different ambience. And you might want to make it uplifting and you might want to make it real relaxing, but they're not talking about health and how light impacts your health. And the issue with that is, is when you unpack 
that that type of light there's a whole host of problems with it now it it is a little bit more beneficial than standard lighting i'll give you that like there are benefits to it but when is it optimal it's far from and i'll, I'll unpack the, the the different problems with it so the first thing which we've talked about is the actual um the color it emits so it will create you a red or an orange or a, whatever color you want but does it strip out like for example if you want an amber light at night like our amber light they may look visually the same but has it stripped out the blue light or has it just created that color by mixing a whole bunch of different colors together mm. <laughs> so and I, re really quick so sorry um i think gordon has has uh, shared the screen just for anyone curious about like what light lighting he's talking about so so dan like while you're talking through this if you if you want you can refer to certain ones on here if you want uh but i just thought i would throw, throw that in there yeah cool so so the initial one i was talking about is the sweet dreams sleep bowl which is the amp the amber one that was like our flagship product we first created um so if i look at that amber light and the amber light coming from your phillips hue for example now they might visually look the same like you're like yeah well these are the same when, so we've tested it. We're like, hold on, we want to see what's going on with these lights. Because, like, for example, you can't get any information. Like, what are the actual spectrums coming off these light sources? It doesn't, they don't, it's orange, right? Or it's amber, that's all. So the way they're doing it is they're not using, the light source itself is generally just being manipulated in a way to create it. So it will still normally have blue and green light in most, but they'll just manipulate it down a bit and up the reds and stuff. But when you look at the actual spectral output, it's still got blue in it smaller amounts but it's not optimal it's still got it in there mm. they've never been designed they never make any claims about removing blue light or helping with your sleep because that's not what they're ever intended to do again they're not, they're not a health company they're a lighting company and they're creating different ambience of light for different moods and stuff like that that's that, that's number one number two is a thing called flicker so i haven't really ta talked about flicker at all so Flicker is an interesting one. So pretty much most LED light sources will have flicker in them. What flicker is, is it's the light source turning off and on very, very quickly. It's, it's, it's turning off so quickly that visually you don't generally see it. You don't perceive it through your sight. Um, it's something that's not seen. But what it is, is your brain is actually processing that flickering image. And it's, it's generally doing it 120 times a second. And I'll explain why it's 120 times a second soon. But what, what that's doing is causing neurological overload and stress on your brain, having to process an uh, image turning off and on very, very quickly and processing it in a way so then you don't visually see that. So your brain's working overtime. What that, what that leads to and the symptoms of that are very similar to the symptoms of overexposure to blue light. You get headaches, you get eye strain, your brain gets overworked, you feel anxious, you just feel worn down at the end of the day, that feeling of like tired and wide. Like people like, sometimes it's quite common, like I've been working in a uh, corporate workspace for a while and people are just like, man, I feel like drained at the end of the day. And it's like, you realize you've been under this light source for like eight hours and it's like your brain is probably working twice as hard as it has to just to do deliver a visual image to you. So what causes Flickr? Now this is interesting. So all the power sources into our home mains power is called um ac ac current which is called alternating current why it's ac current um versus dc which is direct current is the power station your substation has to get electricity from where it's generated into your home to, in order to do that it needs to pulse it down the line so it can travel a lot further distances into the home and generally that's fine most things are built 
like all our electrical devices are built for um, AC current. It's built to take in the pulsating current, generates 50 to 60 hertz, so it's double that, the pulse rate, so it's 120 times a second it's pulsing in. Now, the older type of lighting we had was incandescent and halogen. That's a heat source light. So what that means is the electricity comes into the lighting, it heats up a filament, and that filament produces heat and light. So it can handle a current pulsing very quickly because the filament doesn't have enough time to cool down to, to create a complete on-off situation. There is still flicker in incandescent lighting, but it's not the same. It's not to the same intensity of it coming off and on. There's a little bit of a pulsing of it going lower and higher, which, which we, can't, we don't really see. But um, so the higher the wattage in an incandescent, the better because it's, a hot, it's burning hotter to be burning brighter, so it doesn't really cool down as much. The issue with it, so LED light sourcing is that I like to look at it like uh, incandescent is analog and LED is digital. So digital light source, electricity is in, all the diodes inside it are lit up. When it doesn't have power, they all just shut down completely. Now, if you think about when you turn on an incandescent light bulb and then you turn it off at the light switch, it doesn't instantly turn off. It like right. takes a long time for it to cool down. Now, if you turn off an LED light source, poof, it's just gone instantly because right. it's got no power. So what's happening with the AC currents coming in, it's pulsing that. So the LED light is literally taking in the AC power and it's turning off and on as the power comes in. So that's, so you combine the wrong spectrum of light, combining that with the flicker, that's like you're compounding the issues of, now that's what, that's compounding the issues like eye strain, headaches, migraines, right. neurological stress on the brain. One more issue as well with light light sources, and particularly with the Philips Hue for 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 a very good reason, and that's e Damn, EFs. Bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told you, man. Right. I was like, oh man, you're not you're gonna hate me after this. <laughs> like, you uh, um, well, well, well but, but before you talk about EMFs, uh, just quickly, I I will note this is very 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 poignant. Um, so yesterday I was doing some content creation, uh, shooting doing shooting videos, and of course, like you most like good videographers and good photographers they have to factor in light they've got to factor in all sorts of things <clears throat> and it was the first time that uh when we were shooting in here because of, again i'm thinking i got my fancy lights like hey man you want me to turn the temperature down on the lights you want me to do this and do that he's like actually do you mind just turning them off because i'm getting a lot of flicker and i was like huh <laughs> what? nobody's ever told me that you know and it was interesting that he, because I turned off one and he was like, okay, that, that one's good. He's like, but the other ones are still flickering. He was like, oh, but this one doesn't flicker. And I think it was, I don't know, one of these other lamps or whatever. But um, it was, I just found that to be interesting. And so when you mentioned flicker, I'm like, ah, maybe that's why when I put on my, my night glasses, I actually do kind of like sh slowly shut down and I feel myself kind of getting ready for sleep easier than when I don't wear my glasses with these lights on, even though they're red. Yeah. Yeah. So the glasses will help. So glasses can actually help mitigate the effects of flicker because you're mitigating the intensity of the light passing through into the eyes. So the flicker is wow. still there, but to a, a, a much lower intensity. Interesting fact about flicker. So that's also a common way of to, to look if a light's got flicker sources, grab your phone out, grab something that's filming and Film it even on slow mo is better, and it will like because a, a phone camera can capture a, a higher fr a frame rate than your eye can, right? So you'll generally see flicker coming through when you film it. 
Wow. But that's, yeah. the issue with that now this is an interesting one because again like now it's becoming popular everyone's talking about Flickr and it's this thing right so like, <laughs> like everyone's like well i've got to i've got to be in the marketplace and sell a bulb that's flicker free and they'll literally just claim like oh look at our bulb it's flicker free because if i film it with my phone it, it doesn't show anything and that's that's still not right like you can have Flickr that's not picked up by a phone like you need a Flickr meter like it's an expensive piece of kit that will tell you literally the rate of the flicker, how much it's dropping and going up. It's called flicker percentage, and then you've got the flicker ratios. So it's not as simple as just creating this light bulb, calling, slapping the word flicker free on it, calling it a health product, and then saying, look, see, you can use your phone and it's not there. Because it's again, it's not quite that simple. So a trick organic. A trick it's yeah. organic, <laughs> gluten-free, keto friendly. Yeah, it's, it's flicker free, man. It's a thing now. Like, and I'm like, all they're doing it's a little trick and it's like so if you increase so a standard bowl will have be called it'll be 60 hertz so it's exactly the same as the, the power coming in right so that's why you can see it the flicker free bulbs that we see coming out they they just jack that um hertz rating up to like 100 120 so or even up to like 200 hertz so it's just doing it faster so the phone can't pick it up but it's still there so ultimately that that's a little hack to to hack the phone hack to check it right but what you actually need to do is actually create a light bulb that takes in that ac current that's got a special driver unit in it that converts that ac into dc current and delivers a direct current source into the light diodes it's expensive and it's complicated and yeah that's 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 the only true way of doing it so it's it's more and it's that's what i mean it's so it's so it's so hard to navigate out there now because it's like yeah like like the health like gluten-free like all these 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 yeah. buzzwords right now like literally i guess more so i'm a little bit closer to it but in the lighting industry you know, it's like flicker free is just like shoved in there as a buzzword i'm like interesting you gotta be careful um yeah so but if i if i just cut, circle back to the last the last problem with your lighting <laughs> and so i kind of just started touching on it as emf so electromagnetic field so most light sources will have a problem with this and like most most people that kind of understand what emfs are they'll think oh it's like wi-fi and it's cell phones and all that sort of stuff and it is that's your that's your uh, radio frequencies or rf fields so um now the question is is like is, is this beneficial to our health and it's and the research sort of starting to come out that it's probably not so good to be overexposed to these frequencies of um in yeah, our bodies on it the non-native ones, right? The non-native ones, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and that, and they are like non-native. Um, yeah, they interfere with our own body's way to take in frequencies and, and run our cells and our body and our mitochondria and our energy systems. So um, the issue with most light sources is they don't have RF or radio frequencies in them. Now, your ones do. That's the problem. So like smart, <laughs> anything, anything smart, right? Like smart lighting. Right. So it's connected to an iPhone app. So normally it's emitting a frequency to then connect to your Wi-Fi router so then you can control it. So the issue with that is now you've got your Wi-Fi router, like one source of in most homes. But now if you've got like 30 light bulbs, they're all beaming out frequency, right? They're all trying to report in. So you've like just created a, you've just like amplified that so much more than what it would be without that lighting. So that's 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 with your smart type lighting. So that's a big problem. The other the other EMFs which exist out there are beyond RF. They're called electric fields, magnetic fields, and dirty power. So these are three other things that we commonly see in lighting. 
So electric fields and magnetic fields, everything that's electrical emits a field from it, which is technically an electromagnetic or an EMF. Um, they're not generally as, they don't emit like as far as Wi-Fi and stuff, but you'll find they still can, if poorly designed, can emit, emit a field quite far. Now these, these interrupt our body systems a lot more than the radio frequencies because they don't generally emit so far and um, they are much different frequency so magnetic and electric can actually impact some people really detrimentally so if you've got lighting that's emitting it like you know a good two three meters into the body it can actually start to cause a lot of uh, health effects so mm. again it comes down to the design of a light bulb and most of them won't mm. be designed with health in mind so they don't really it's kind of like that thing if like you can't see it, it's not harming you like mm. so why should i be concerned because i can't i turn on my light and i feel fine but it's like right right it's, right, right. So, but that's just one field that we do address to go, hey, are we looking at the all of the EMFs? And like, I guess we, we took a step back and said, okay, we're a health company. We're, we're looking at health and wellness. Are we solving one problem over here, but creating another one over here in terms of health for the, the human system, right? And so kind of a value we stick by is like, it needs to be a true health product. It needs to be not causing detrimental health in any way based on the information we know. And like, I'm not, I don't call myself an EMF specialist or expert, but I talk to people that are and making sure I get them to test it and go, Hey, like you're an expert in this field. If someone's been exposed to this product, is it going to cause harm to their health? And if it is, well, then we need to go back to the drawing board and redevelop it and redesign it. So I guess that that's kind of like, wow. as a whole, what we, what we apply as a, as a thing onto all of our products is going, okay, are we causing harm in an unrelated way that's going to make our health? What's the net effect? Is our health better or is it worse? Like from using mm. it? First, do no harm, right? As they say. So, so okay. So now you got my head spinning, right? And, and it's all good because, you know, this podcast is called Simply Walk the Talk and uh, I am one to, you know, to listen, right? And so you got me thinking, all right, now that you know all of this stuff, or now that you've explained all this stuff, um, it sounds like your company is 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 taking care of those issues. I would I would assume, right? Now, for someone like me, and I will admit, uh, I've gotten very lazy when it comes to lighting because one of the reasons why I wanted to get the Hue system, I thought I was getting it because of the whole changing the temperature of the light and all that stuff. Sounds like I'm I wasn't doing it properly. So I'm going to fix something about that. But one of the things I do like about it is I can control all of the rooms from my phone, right? And I don't have to go, and again, I know this is lazy, but I don't have to go to one lamp, turn it on, go to another lamp, turn it on, you know? So if I wanted to switch my lights out tomorrow or, you know, whenever, a week from now, um, it, do you guys have a solution to address that? The lazy person like me? We'll come up with a solution. It's probably not, it's not to the degree of like the hue convenience, right? Because I, it comes back to the discussion we had earlier around like being comfortable, right? And like, like you just want the comfort. You don't like it's, but we have come up with a solution, right? We have like, so we looked at it and said, we created, I talked about the flagship bulb. We created the Sweet Dream is the Amber bulb. People loved it. But then we're getting comments like, love it, love it. It's awesome for night. But like, you know, I work in a dark office or I need some lighting during the day. What do you recommend for the day? And I'm like, um, 
light. I can't really recommend our bulbs because they don't emit any blue light and you need that during the day. But then I can't actually recommend any of the conventional light source for all the problems that that has. So and I was like, well, I don't really have a solution for you, but I'll work on one. <laughs> like I'm always like, okay, well, that means there's, we need to work on it. So what we started looking at is going, okay, well, what, what are the frequencies of light we need? So first of all, the problem was like, we need daytime light and we need to be able to shift and change the lighting based on the different times of the day to create the optimal light source. So I was like, well, what type of light do we need to be exposed to during the day? Well, that is very clear. When you look at sunshine, it's called full spectrum light. So generally we, what you'll find it does vary throughout the times of the day, but from generally from 10 a.m. through to 3 p.m., it's very similar spectrums of light. And what that is, is a full spectrum. It means it's got very equal amounts of blue, green, yellow, orange, red. And from a visible point of view, you look at it, it's a very even amount. Now, when you come indoors, our general indoor lifestyles won't have all the reds and the oranges and the yellows. We'll have pre predominantly the blues and the greens, which is what we use to make white light. So we've all been exposed to most of that light. We don't get any of the, um, the beneficial red spectrums or the other spectrums to balance out that light. So I was like, well, why don't we create something that does that? Like, right? So um, we, we looked at it and... We created a LED light bulb that emitted what we would call full spectrum light. We got it very, very close to the same spectrum as outdoor light from a visible standpoint. No UV, no IR, because that's very difficult to put into a residential light source. That we can talk about what you can do to actually get those spectrums in as well. But um, so what we did, we created that. And I was like, awesome, here we go. Here's, here's our solution. And then I'm like, hold on a minute. So I started using it. I was like, well, this is annoying because now I've got like these day bulbs and um well then at night time what do i have to like pull them out and like put the night ones in or do i have to See? like have, yeah. uh, this, this this light switch here <laughs> oh don't turn that one on because that's gonna like you know like yeah. like it, yeah like it's like freaking out so like we developed it and we didn't take it to market i was like no nah, this is not gonna work like kind of half created the solution but not fully and i was like hold on a minute well we've got this night bulb we've got this optimal day bulb how do we like marry the two together but again fall back on our values like do no harm true health products so EMFs are out. We can't do that. We can't go down the smart route because that, I know that doesn't, that the issues with that. So I was like, well, we need to create a way that we can have it all in one bowl and you can switch it. So what we did is we came up with a solution. So we've created a bowl. It's called the BioLite. And what that does, is it's got that full spectrum day mode. It's got the night mode with no blue light. And it's got a middle mode in the middle, which is a warmer light, like a low, a low blue setting that you could use early morning or late afternoon. Now, the way you switch it between the modes is you just go up to your light switch and turn it off and then turn it on again, and it will initiate a mode change. So you can just use your light switch to control it. So no smartphones, no remotes, no additional things to make this work. You just put it into your light source, and if you've got four lights hooked up to that one switch, well, you turn them off, and you turn them on, they all change. Oh, it's like the, um, uh, you know, like the old school lamps where you rotate the, the switch and uh, sometimes it'll have different levels or different temperatures. It sounds like it's kind of like that, right? Where you go click, 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 and it gets brighter. Yeah, but, but, but you're just using the light switch. The, the same mm. switch you use to turn the thing on and turn it off again. Like you turn it on at some point, you just cycle through different settings. So you can go, okay, well, right now it's like the middle of the day. So I'm going to turn it to the day setting. And like, like, yeah, it literally lets you choose the setting you're on. The so, bright light. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so it's kind of like we've married all these things that are beneficial for us because it's like, first of all, the issue we've got during the daytime is the indoor lifestyle 
doesn't give us full spectrum light. It gives us artificial blue light and green light without the other spectrums. Let's bring in a more natural spectrum to the indoor lifestyle, but then let's have it so we can manipulate that as we change throughout the different times of day and night, utilizing that same light source. I like to call it like circadian friendly lighting. Like it literally, you can marry it to the different phases of the sun to give you the right type of light source. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna be looking into that uh, because, uh, again, I mean, I spend all of my time and money, and you know, every bit of my fiber to be as healthy as I can. And uh, you know, if the man says I don't have my light right, then I need to get my light right. So <laughs> I think I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah, this is super fascinating um, because, again, it's like. If you're taking care of, of this, then I'm sure there's other things that can be that can be maximized. But I do like the idea of understanding flicker, understanding the um, the fact that like even though it does look the the color that I want it to look, there's still some blues and some greens and things like that. And then also the EMFs. I've never even considered the EMF side of it, which I have an EMF meter here and I've got you know all that kind of stuff. And I, I never even considered that. But yeah, it makes sense really does yeah yeah okay so so now we've got we've talked about the glasses whether you know it affects you know the the sides of the glasses or the top or bottom you address that well uh we address the home lighting with the light bulbs what are some other things that you you have found that was sort of necessary to create because of the need in the industry yeah so Another thing would be on the glasses because we kind of touched about the different ways it comes in, but there's, there's, there's different glasses needed for different times of the day to filter in different situations. And as, as, so when we started our business, we just started with the amb an amber tint to be used at night to remove the blue light. And that was to help with your nighttime stuff. Um, and then we saw this uprise and the, the like the blue light glasses industry where like there's this like these clear lens glasses right that you and they've got all these benefits they help with your sleep they help with everything the eye strain and stuff yeah yeah there you go so um we <laughs> actually have four different lens types like we we're one of the only companies now that looks at different situations different times of the days and different situations and creates a different lens to, to align to, to that certain circumstance. So I'll kind of break, I'll break it down as briefly as possible over them too. So we've got two different day ones. We've got daytime lenses. Now we've got a clear lens. Now we call it a clear lens, but it's technically, it's not clear because like a typical clear lens, the $20 pair you buy off Amazon or the local fashion store or wherever you find them now, those are just mass manufactured in China, um, drop shipped, whatever. They just, the people selling them have no idea how they work, what they do. They're just blue light glasses. They've got a bit of a reflection coating on them. You look at them, the light hits it, it shows a bit of blue light. You're like, cool, well, that's a blue light glasses. The issue with them is it's a little bit sciencey, but like most artificial light sources, like any LED backlit light source or LED lighting, it emits a certain frequency of blue light. It doesn't emit all blue light. So when we look at blue lights measured in wavelengths, which are called nanometers, so 400 to 500 nanometers is the full blue light spectrum. Your screens, your lighting, anything LED backlit will emit a very, very short, narrow bandwidth of 455 nanometers, so about midway through the blue light spectrum. Most of those glasses you're buying, they will 
block UV light and they'll claim it like, hey, these block UV light. And I'm like, first of all, none of your devices are emitting blue UV light and, mm. you're, indoor and you're indoors using them. UV light doesn't generally make it indoors because it's filtered through glass. So what are you, why, what's the claim here? Like, but it sounds good, right? Because UV light is harmful. So we should be blocking it. So anyway, that's, that's just one thing. The next thing is most of them won't filter any at 455 nanometers now we've tested it with spectrometers they can normally normally get with that reflective coating they'll get most of the violet light and they'll get a little bit of the lowering like maybe 410 to 420 nanometers of like anywhere from five to like 20 percent of it you might say hey but i've seen that cool like blue light pen trick where they like shine the blue light at the lens and it doesn't come out the other side therefore it's blocking it well, the issue with that is we've got one of those little, we, we bought a pair because they, they give them to you with the glasses so you can validate that your glasses are working, right? Now that laser pointer doesn't even emit blue light. It emits violet light at, at around the 380 nanometer mark. So violet light can Ooh. kind of be, be perceived as blue light. So this is the issue with all the clear lenses on the market, right? They're just most 99% of them are junk. They don't do anything. They if you feel like you're getting benefits from it, it's most likely placebo effect that you think you're getting benefits, so you're getting them. But from a scientific standpoint, they're not filtering any of the light that's coming off your phones and the lighting and all that. That 455 nanometers is a very important thing to look at. And if you look at the glasses you're buying and it doesn't even talk about wavelengths or frequencies and how much it's blocking them by, well, the fact is they probably don't know themselves <laughs> and they're not doing anything. So what we do with our clear lens, we call it clear, but it's it's got pigmentation inside it. Um, but ultimately, it looks relatively clear to when you're when you're looking through it, like color perceptions all there. We put a special pigmentation inside the lens, so when the blue light passes through, it doesn't it does have a bit of a reflection coating on there, which will bounce that nice pretty blue off. So you think it's thing, but as it's passing through, the pigments inside the lens actually absorb light frequencies as they come through. So we're able to absorb the blue light frequency at the 455 nanometer, bring it down by 50%. So that's very good for the daytime. It's bringing down the overexposure to blue light down to a more natural level. So it's not causing the headaches, the eye strains, the overexposure in the eye, which is irritating the eye and causing eye damage because blue light in isolation without the other color frequencies is um, causes oxidative stress and damage. So blue light in nature actually does the same thing. But in nature... From the sun, we get blue light, which causes breakdown, cell damage, oxidative stress, but there's red light in it as well. Red light does the complete opposite. Red light is healing and regenerative. So you mix the two together, the net effect is it doesn't cause damage. You come indoors, you strip away all the beneficial frequencies, you only leave the blue light frequency in it, it only causes damage. There's nothing to regenerate and heal. So that's why you'll see like red light therapy is a big thing right now, mm -hmm. because it's trying to supplement the indoor lifestyle of not getting enough of those those um, frequencies that have such um, healing and regenerative effects in the body. You know, it's a bit of a tangent, but so that's what those daytime glasses need to do. So that's what you need to look for when you're buying a set. You need to look for, is the company talking about different frequencies? If they are, that's, that's great. Next step is, can they back that up with evidence? So it's all good posting on your website. It does this and it does that and 450 nanometers block show me a spectrometer or a light spectrum report that shows me that evidence. And now that's any, any company with its weight in gold that understands this will actually own a spectrometer or have some sort of lab that's done testing reports on their lenses that they can produce to a customer to look at. 
they can't produce them well then again it's the same thing they're probably just mass producing don't understand it have no idea what they're actually selling so those are two things with the clear lenses they're a little bit harder to navigate because like they're not blocking at all like when you're blocking blue light it's a bit easier to tell right like <laughs> can i see blue through the lens well, <laughs> right like, right <laughs> you know like it's like well yeah if i can see blue then well you've chunked they're not blocking it but like during the day you you you're not blocking it so you're going to still see the color blue you really need that analysis done by an actual a proper piece of equipment to tell you those frequencies that are being blocked um the next one that we do is a yellow lens so a yellow lens for the daytime as well the main difference between the clear lens and the yellow lens which is our day max lens that will reduce that 455 nanometer spike right down to zero now what it will do though is it will allow so from from 400 to 455 nanometers blue lights eliminated and that's primarily what we're getting from artificial light sources inside but of course we need blue light during the day that's what we need to feel awake alert um, regulate our mood so we then allow blue light from 450 460 to 500 that is all allowed through the lens so that allows your circadian rhythms to not be altered it allows you to still produce dopamine serotonin and the things we need now these are typically better for people that are ultra light sensitive they get very severe migraines headaches where dropping that down by 50 percent with the clear lens is not quite enough right so mm. we found when we produced the clear lens that you know 90 percent of people do really well with them and something like look it's help but it, i'm still like man my I'm, I'm working in a mall or somewhere where it's just like real intense lighting and it's not enough so the yellow lenses are a better option because they're bringing that they're completely eliminating that but we're not putting them in a set of night lenses where hey now you're like blocking out too much and now you're starting to feel a bit like low mood and sleepy during the day so that's why it's important that you actually don't start to block too much light during the day because now you're going to actually start to alter your circadian rhythms in the wrong way right um so those are the two day lenses and then if we move on we've got two different night lenses just to to confuse people even more so um we've, we've primarily been talking about blocking blue light so and i think you even touched on it around green light so there's there's been a piece of research done in the early 2000s that pretty much looked at every frequency of light and how much it would or wouldn't disrupt melatonin so melatonin is our sleep hormone that helps us get rest, a re, a deep and restful sleep so you obviously want to have optimal levels of melatonin um, blue light is what suppresses melatonin at night that's the traditional thinking right but they wanted to look at well let's just look at every single color frequencies in nanometers and look at the level of blue um, melatonin suppression and so what they found was the peak suppression of melatonin happened at 480 nanometers i think it was so yeah right just off the midpoint section of blue light but but what was interesting is is melatonin was disrupted all the way up to 550 nanometers so blue light actually finishes at 500 nanometers and then green goes from 500 to 570. so mm. three quarter three quarters of the green light spectrum also suppresses your melatonin so everyone that's wearing blue blue blockers blocking blue light they're doing it's getting most of the job done but is it optimal it's not like it is a like when you look at that suppression graph it's a bell curve right so it's it's peaking all the way up to that 480 and then it's coming all the way down so like by the time you hit 500 nanometers the, su the suppression element is a lot lower than what you're getting from the blue light so green light is impacting us less but if we're looking at like i guess like biohackers and like health optimization people they want to 
they want the best, right? They you want to like dial it in so you're getting the best sleep. People that are like performance athletes and stuff and like optimizing sleep, you want to make sure you're doing it right. And so you need to block 400 to 550 nanometers for that. So we created that. That was our signature night lens that we created. It's called our nightfall lens. It's more of a darker orangey red lens because when you start stripping out more colors, you need to make the, the, the tint darker essentially. So we started selling that and we're like, this is one you need to wear. It's most optimal. Like don't bother, you know, this is it. And then some of the feedback. So over the years, we're watching the feedback coming in. And for most people, like you and me, we're like, this is it. This is it. This is awesome. Like I love the sleep I'm getting. And hey, like, yeah, everything's a bit red and orange, but that's fine. Like yeah, the, benef the benefits outweigh the inconvenience, right? Like the inconvenience of seeing everything in orange or red, it's fine. <laughs> but I guess like everyone's not like us though. And that's what we've learned. Like people like, maybe recommended them or they're just on the start of their health journey or they don't quite they're not quite bought into it right you throw a set of red lenses at them they're like no 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 i'm not doing this like no way man i can't even watch my i can't watch my tv show it's not on full color or anything everything's red or like and would would what we'd see is those sort of people would go nah don't want it i'm sending it back i'm gonna go back to my old lifestyle and i'm like well that's like, well, so it's like an all or nothing situation. I was like, well, what happens if we create a solution that, okay, it isn't the most optimal, but it's at least maybe it's going to get someone across the line to at least wearing them and not as opposed to wearing nothing. So we then we created, we came in over the top after we created the nightfall lens and created our sundown lens. And what that is, is blocks 100% of blue light, but does not block any of that green light spectrum. So you're getting like 80% of the benefits. It's not optimal, but it's way more usable to use in the evening like yeah, the tint's a lot lighter so mm. the, the people that just just they're like hey yeah i want to improve my sleep but man i'm not looking to like dial it in to be walking around in red like i want to see a bit more usable color so it was kind of like let's create a solution for everyone like because i'd rather have someone wear those than wear nothing and that's what we were seeing with some people they're like no nah, don't want the red lenses i'm just returning them and i'll just go back to my old like way so I guess we've tried to think about all the different solutions of different different light filtering for different people, different stages in their health journey, different, I guess, what levels of importance that they put on it. So that's the kind of the, the, the thinking behind all our different lenses. That's, that's incredible. Very thorough. Um, yeah, man. You, I mean, you really got the, the, the wheels spinning in my head because um, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a science experiment and, or you're giving me a lesson in, in light therapy right now. And, um, and I kind of thought that I knew a lot about lights and I guess, uh, I, well, I, I've learned a lot more today. That's for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So, so you've got the glasses you've got and, and the, the variety of glasses for a, a multitude of people. Uh, we've talked about the indoor lights with the bulbs and, uh, you know, the different ones there. Um, I know also like when looking at the website, you have, um, the the computer screen uh cover and also uh since since i have you on i mean you might be the perfect person to ask but there's a lot of people who know about the different options in apps that they can use on their phones or their computers or their laptops or whatever um can you maybe talk about just quickly some of the other accessories you have and then maybe touch on whether that's good or bad because now you're telling me my lights in my house are not good so i mean is it worth it to even tone down the the the, the phone screen 
Um, yeah, the phone, the phone screen. So yeah, in terms of other things we've got, so yeah, a whole host of different lighting products beyond light bulbs, like book lights, lamps, night lights, like solutions to make more practical, like when you're traveling, right? That's another thing. <laughs> it's like traveling, man. Like you can set up your light environment perfectly. You like go to a hotel room. You're like, what do I do here? Like I literally used to travel. I used to travel with light bulbs. Like I just go and swap all the light bulbs. I, and I believe it. <laughs> and then, and then you'd forget them when you leave and you're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> like, just uh. like, so like we've got like portable lamps now that are like battery powered and stuff. Right. So you can take them with you. But the other main real key accessory we have is, um, is sleep masks now this is an interesting one because you could do all the like all the things like the daytime stuff the nighttime stuff do it all right and then you like yep got my glasses on like doing it all right and then literally get bedtime like turn all the lights out take the glasses off and then like you've got all this light pollution coming in your room right it's like in a way you're like undoing all that work because the light pollution has blue light in it which is coming into your eyes at lower levels but then that is ultimately not pure darkness for your brain anymore so it's lowering your deep and REM sleep cycles down because it's there's a low level of lighting which we've evolved to sleep under dark like in a cave like pitch black right so mm. using a sleep mart well you've got two options you can either get blackout blinds for your room like kit it out so it's like pitch black in your room or look for a sleep mask that will actually block 100 percent of the light so it needs to come kind of seal around the eyes allow the eyes to still open which so it's comfortable but that's a key thing right like because like, you've done all the wrong stuff right right after bedtime like now now's now's when the magic happens you don't want to undo it all like and then get like suboptimal sleep so that's so essentially assuring that you have a dark environment whether that be by altering the, the blinds and stuff in your room to make it dark or altering it for your eyes by putting on a sleep mask great for traveling as well because like again you're not going to travel with blinds like uh, well i'll tell you one thing i did used to travel with some black tape and like tape up windows and all sorts yep. of stuff like yeah <laughs> but you know so that's one that's one good thing to have like is in your toolkit um yeah interesting to touch on like the phone screens and like the screen protectors and filters and stuff like that so like we have we have a iphone one for for the iphone now we created this before like way back when they first came out, right? And there was no apps or anything to put on your phone. So they've since like Apple's released, released Night Shift and stuff. So technically like the benefit of our screen protector is it does filter blue light, but it also provides protection to your screen at the same time. It doesn't rely on you to turn on the app. So that's the benefit. But in all honesty, you don't need it. Like you can start to use these apps. Now I'll just discuss the apps a bit because people think oh night shift mode like it, it it's perfect or, or the night mode on apple and Microsoft, they've all got them now in some shape or form the issue with it is is they don't remove all the blue light they they reduce it down you'll see your screen turn to like a yellowy hue and that's really good for the daytime like it's like night shift mode it should be like day mode like i literally have mine on all the time it's on 24 7 and the issue is that even at night, like you've got, there's another two pieces of software which are really good to use. You've got um, Iris Tech, which is another piece of software you can put on your computer where you can manipulate the levels of blue light during the day. And there's another one, a free one called like uh, F.Lux. So both yeah, are really Lux. good. Yeah, Iris is a little bit better. It's a little bit more, it's like 10 bucks or something. But like he also addresses flicker and screen. So he has the ability to manipulate the flicker in it. So it's probably worth 
10 bucks, like in my opinion, does very similar things in terms of blue light exposure. But the issue with all of them, all of them is you've got a hardware problem you're trying to solve with software. So just think about it from mm -hmm. it's a hardware problem of the screen. Now you're running a piece of software to, to try and solve the problem. So we actually wrote an article on this because we looked at it and said, well, like, is these, are these apps working? Like, can they truly work? And from a hardware standpoint, can it work? And it, it, it can, but it can't optimally because there's a thing in LEDs screens called LED backlight bleed. So when you look at a, so for example, if you look at a, a screen and there's no image on it, it's just black, right? But you know when it's turned on versus it's turned off, you can tell. Like there's a kind of like a white, like, so if it's black and you turn the screen on, you'll know even though there's no image on it. And that's the bleed coming through the alley, like, cause there's a light source behind it that's emitting the light and then it's been altered to different colors. So at black is technically, there's still an element of white light coming through. And that rings still true when you manipulate the color temperatures through the software apps. There is an element of black backlight bleed that still continues to happen. So if you're using it at night without any glasses on, you're reducing the blue light down, but you're not eliminating it. And you don't have any feedback mechanism in the piece of software to tell you that you've eliminated blue light or you haven't because they just have a like, hey, there's a warm setting and there's an extra warm setting and there's this setting. And there's no like, like you need a spectrometer, which is like $3,000 to like hmm. point it at your screen and then check, which I do because <laughs> I've got that to check and it doesn't like, yeah, it doesn't work. Like you can get it to a good point. But then if you like, for example, you put on a set of glasses that have been verified to eliminate these frequencies, well, you don't, you know that you got these on, like, you're fine. Like, you know that 100% that it's being blocked. So the apps are good, but they're not the solution for everything, like, especially at nighttime. Like, they're really good for the daytime. Like, right now, the reason I'm talking to you without glasses on is because I've got Iris Tech running on my screen right now. There's a big yellow tint to it. I've got a window right here. I've got no artificial lighting that's detrimental. All this is our own light sources in here, which is flicker-free. So, like, I don't have the need right now to wear glasses, but that's not the case for, like, 90% of people in the workplace, right? They don't have that ability to control things. They may have the ability to put the software on their computers. That's a good first step. I would recommend everyone does it. Again, it's either free with Flux or it's 10 bucks with Iris. So. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I, I get it. It's, it's very clear. Um, I, I always find it interesting um, <clears throat> because not only do I, um, and I, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but not only do I use the, the night shift, uh, I also turn down the intensity of the light um, and anytime I'm like passing my phone to someone, uh, the, one of the first things they say is like, why is your phone so dark and why, or not even dark, but like, why is it like, turn up the brightness please. And, and why is it like this amber color? And I'm like, ah, you know, it's like, it's a long conversation, but you know, it's just like, it's just healthier for me. Um, so hopefully that's, uh, that, that is still the case, but um i'll give you i'll give you one more hack as well this is a please, free one so please. this is my phone this is like so what you can do to it is you can actually eliminate all the blue lights so i'll just triple click now if i go wow now there's no blue light in there so you can turn your you can actually turn your iphone screen red and like there's a, you can set it all up so there's a shortcut so if i i could use that at night and essentially there's no blue or green light in that like yeah it looks weird right like what the fuck like but you can you can still read on it. You can still do things and interact with your phone in the evening. Um, 
jump on our blog. Our blog's got it. It's called How to Turn Your iPhone Screen Red. Yeah, um, I was gonna I was gonna ask that. Yeah, like like is it is it a quick video? Maybe we could just play it. Oh, there's no, I don't think there's a video. We've just rent, we've written Wait, about can it. You, can you just do it again real quick? I'm trying to do it right now, actually. So, so like, um, so I've got That's like a set up like that. So I can triple click and then it comes up with a shortcut saying color filters and then I hit the color filters. And we go, it goes red. Um, well, but you you set that up though, right? You you had to do that. It did, it doesn't just come standard, does it? No, not standard. So uh, on okay. our okay. on, on I, our block, yeah, me, to... me, me and Gordon, me, Gordon and I are like, uh, wait, what? Mine, mine doesn't do that. No, so, they so should. The that, be, yeah. Yeah. So the blog we've written is will tell you how to set that up. Pretty much, okay. it's not that hard okay. though. It's pretty easy. You just got to go into your like accessibility settings, set the color tone, and then you create a shortcut to that. So okay. the shortcut is the triple click on you. So you can set a shortcut on your phone to anything. So you can tri triple click yeah. and it can do something. So we just set it. I just set mine to the color filter. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's it's quite interesting because like Apple don't like actively promote that, right? Like it's like you've got to yeah. like they don't want to say like hey like here's a way to make because like they don't want to tell you that actually right. the color that it does emit is actually bad for you, right? Because that's like right. touche. Yeah. Yeah. So that touché. and. It, and I was just going to say, that's what most of these manufacturers are doing. They're introducing these features like night shift mode, but they don't really want to talk about it that much. They're like, it's more like, it's like a reactive thing. So like, if you come to them and say like, your phone screen is like destroyed my health. They're like, no, no, we, we always had that in there, man. Like it was like, it was there, but like, they're not going out and saying like, Hey, you need to use this because our, uh, yeah. the way you use it, your phone is actually it, harming your health like that's the same with data and yeah. privacy it's like oh yeah if you want to turn off giving all your data you can now <laughs> yeah yeah oh absolutely well said well said wow man this is this is great i mean i think uh i mean if you don't have a video of it maybe maybe that'll be a great piece of content to create um and maybe i'll do it for you <laughs> yeah um so yeah, like, were you able to find that Gordon the um the blog entry on the on the website? I could find it. What's it under? Uh... Just go into a if you just even search iPhone Red, probably on our website it should come up. I'm looking for it now too. Okay, here we go. I see it now. Actually, oh, you got, got it? it. Oh, dope. Okay, perfect. So, how to turn your iPhone screen red? All right, yeah. So we'll, maybe we'll, we'll do. I'll create something around that. I think it's a really cool thing. I have heard of this before a long time ago. Um, but when I heard, when I listened to whomever was was describing it, I was like, ah, I'm good because I got the night shift mode and I got the glasses. But it sounds like it might be worth having at least as an option, right? So yeah, and some, sometimes like. Oh, it's me as well. Like you may not, you might just need to grab your phone quickly. Like you don't have the glasses. Like, I can't be bothered get glasses. Like if you've got your phone on, I just turn my phone on to read anyway. Like you might even check. You want to check the time in the middle of the night, right? Worst thing, like psh, blue light in the eyes. But like I, I know I can confidently just pick up my phone in the middle of the night, and it's it's going to be it's going to be red. It's not going to have that blue coming out of it. So perfect. All right, so <clears throat> we're obviously getting you know a little long. I'm I'm having. A, a wonderful time chatting with you and uh you know maybe we have to just get you back on um but i want to make sure that you have the opportunity to kind of mention whatever 
you think is important because everything we've talked about so far has been eye-opening, <laughs> pun intended. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to kind of explain some of the more important things. So is there anything else that you can think of that um, that you haven't had a chance to talk about so far? Um, well, the main things is like, it doesn't have to be so complicated, right? Like some of the best things are for free. Like, you know, there are like the light bulbs and all this stuff and the glasses and stuff, but like, the number one thing is like what I did earlier, like get outside. And like the first thing is do that in the first thing in the morning because the morning light is very, very important to enter our eyes before any artificial light does as well. Because what happens when um, artificial light comes into your eyes straight away in the first thing in the morning, if you look at your phone or turn on the lighting, is like you instantly instruct your brain that it's midday. It, 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 it skips, the circadian rhythm skips that, that, it's very, very beneficial to us. It's got lots of reds, infrared in it, and the, the color temperatures are, are winding up. So that that light coming into your eyes in the morning is a signal to your brain, and it anchors that circadian rhythm. So that's very important to getting your circadian All the other and stuff is like get outside um you know I'm, I'm smiling really big right now because here i am thinking that b before this call i was like yeah i got this whole light thing figured out i know the importance of what you just mentioned in terms of getting the you know this this light first thing in the morning to kind of set the circadian rhythm and i knew not to go straight white blue bright light because i you know what you mentioned about it signaling signaling to the brain that it's midday so i had this setting on my on my app with the hue lights that's that says early morning right so i have like this early morning light but now <laughs> i guess i gotta i gotta change all that but i'm happy to do it because you know it's all in the name of health yeah. right so yeah and that cool that's a, that is an interesting one because there are things like like wake lights and all these sort of things coming out and i'm like oh like it just when i look at that i'm like it it does what it says on the tin. It wakes you up, but it takes you straight, <laughs> like takes you straight to, straight, takes you straight Steroid to steroid lights. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, holy <laughs> shit! Like and again, it's like that thing Little around. Of nights. It's like right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 missing all those beneficial spectrums of red. So it's it's waking you up, but then it's causing damage to your eyes over that long term. And and it's and it's it's what we call phase shifting your circadian rhythm it's shifting it instantly to midday based on the spectrums and then like so what does that do to you at night like your brain just ends up in a state of confusion essentially like um mm. the way it's been entrained is like uh, uh that system that circadian system has been tra entrained by us living outdoor lifestyles right and just because now we live indoors right. doesn't mean that system has suddenly changed the way it operates and it's so it's it's just doing the human system is just doing exactly what it's been designed to do um but just the way the, mm. the environments we live in are just like confusing confusing it essentially well i i appreciate all of that i i do think what you're doing is is very enlightening and um i'm happy that that we have people out there like you that are doing things like this and um and just quickly looking at the website i i see because obviously at the beginning of the show, we mentioned that you're in New Zealand, but um, you have the store in the US. Um, 
I guess Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're four four locations at the moment. So we've positioned ourselves around around the world as we've grown, just to try and enable us to reach everyone everywhere, sort of thing. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how we're set up at the moment. Run run here from our team in New Zealand, but but trying to take on the world. <laughs> I, I think you're doing a really good job at it, and I, I certainly will be in touch. Uh, after this in terms of figuring out how to kit out my my apartment and uh well one of these days i'll have a much healthier light set up here so (laughs) much appreciated there so okay um so I, i always ask two questions at the end of the show just to kind of go a little bit deeper into the guests that i have on the show and it's a it's an interesting way to kind of allow me and allow the listeners and viewers to kind of understand you a bit better so the first question I like to ask is, what are your top two pet peeves? Hmm. Okay. Um, one of them I've already touched on, because <laughs> it is a big one for me, is is like, um, so yeah, heavily related to, to the blue light glasses industry and stuff. Is it's The pet peeve is, it's a bit twofold. So it's first of all, and and, it's it's what I touched on about all the all the Amazon glasses, all the dropshippers, all these low quality products, and people not understanding why they're low quality. But then then on the counter, then you've got like experts coming in saying they don't work, and it's because the context is applied to the wrong ones, right? So you'll you'll see like mm. oh that's been debunked. It's not a pro like blue light's not a problem. Like there's no research, there's no science on it. I'm like, but there is, and I'm like I'm screaming from the rooftop like we have a literally a web page a page on our website now called science and i i break down a whole bunch of the site like here's the research here is the pubmed studies on studies on what blue light's doing to you like i just one day i just got so fed up with it and like people just trying to say like oh you're like you know you're a scam artist you're just trying to like make money and like and i'm like all right now it's time to like literally have a resource where i can just go Okay, well, here you go. Go to this page, look at this, and then come back to me and tell me how there's no research on it. So we've broken down, like, this is the issue with flicker and lighting. Here's the research. This is the issue around green light. Here's the research. This is the, this is the studies showing the benefits of literally wearing blue light glasses. This is the studies of how blue light impacts different health outcomes. So, like, there it all is, but that's the, the P because I still have to, like, fight to, like, get people to understand. And, and I kind of get it because of, because of the industry and all the actual junk that there is in the market. So people are like, oh, yeah, I bought those and they didn't do anything sort of thing. So mm. that's, um, that's, that's, that, um, that's really that's really big. And it, it actually reminds me of like the, the constant conversations I have when people talk about like and it, it's not just applied to the one, the one thing. But uh, one of the common ones I get is like, you know, oh, meat is bad for me. Right. So I'm cutting out meat. And the first thing I think is just like, well, what kind of meat? And, you know, what what like what quality of meat are you talking about? Was this grass fed, grass finished? Is it organic? Is it, you know, uh, a hamburger from McDonald's or Arby's or something? Right. Like, so it's very different. And it's the same thing with this whole lighting situation. Right. It's like, what studies are you referring to? And did you even care to look at the study or did, did you hear someone say that? So now you're readapting mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. It's a good one. The next one is more is more general to to apply to health as a whole, and like just 
been around health and wellness for the last like 10 years and looking at it all and seeing it evolve is like we overcomplicate it <laughs> and it annoys me it's like it doesn't need to be so complicated right like it's you can apply some very basic principles to like health and it's it's like a lot of it's just like going back to to nature and how things were right like it's not like oh i need to like what diet is this and like this i just get so like people keep like i get asked like because i'm like mates like oh you're all healthy oh what diet are you on and i'm like i'm not on any diet i just like eat whole food and i like you know like just don't eat junk like and it's like and i go outside and i i move it's like yeah it's like get outside move and eat well eat whole foods like it's like but people are like looking for the thing that's gonna and it's like it's it's getting more like i need the latest biohack to be healthy i'm like no you, man you don't like you just need it like a, a quite common thing that I, I and this is a bit of a is the term biohacking right like um i think we're all being we're all being biohacked currently in the world in the environment we live in as a way of looking at like and what like what i like to say is what i'm trying to do is like look at how like because our environment is biohacking is, is hacking our biology not necessarily for beneficial reasons like if you look at all the sort of if i focus in on lighting and stuff or even just food and stuff is like we're all being biohacked into bad health and i'm like how can i undo that and the way i undo that is look at so such basic fundamentals of health right is like just get back to nature get back to moving yeah. more eating whole food and don't sit here and like overcomplicate it <laughs> Well said. Uh, to, to your point, I struggle so much with the term biohacking, not because um, it, it – well, mostly just because a lot of people have one idea of what it means. And like you, I try to sort of um, broaden it a little bit to say that like we're, we're all doing it, right? But we don't have to consider it, right? Just because I use a red light – laser device for my you know knee or whatever uh that doesn't constitute me being an, a biohacker because that's no different than me going out and putting my bare feet on the ground right and they're they're both doing something to kind of change the biology right or has an effect on the biology but most people are looking at it today as like oh you're a biohacker oh okay so like what like how many tools do you have it's like no no, no. i i go and swim in the water even if it's you know middle of winter you know what i mean it's like this is kind of what i i'm trying to do with it so i respect that that, that what you just mentioned because i do think that there's a lot of misinformation and i think like uh almost like a negative connotation to the term now mm. so i struggle with putting that on my profile anymore sometimes i do sometimes i don't but i know we were talking about this gordon before before uh you know figuring out the lower third right like do we put biohacker on there or do we stick with like i'm i'm talking i now prefer the term health optimization mm. and right. even that is is something like i wish it, there was a better way to describe the journey of going to to optimization right because like i health optimization almost makes a person think that there is an endpoint and i don't think there really is right we should always be evolving right so maybe it's health evolution <laughs> you know That's something like journey that. yeah 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 exactly exactly but when you think about so, when you think about what biohackers do like like in that general sense of the tools and the and the things they're using to optimize their health 
ultimately it's a way of trying to manipulate like going back to basics in a way like for example the glasses and all that it's trying to simulate the same environment you would have been in in a natural environment so most of it is that so that's why it doesn't need to be that complicated if you think about the basics of just going back to basics yeah there's tools and stuff you can help you get there but don't overcomplicate it in your own mind to be like there's something i need that i i need this thing because it's gonna like take my health to a further level but if you just think back to the basics and go well am i living in a basic natural environment no i'm not well what can i do to to bring myself closer to there because that's where i'll find better health and now yeah you can use the glasses and the biohacking tools to do it but just don't overcomplicate it mother nature is the ultimate hacker that's it that's right yeah that's absolutely right yeah yeah beautiful well this has been this has been so fun <laughs> and uh you know i i've totally kind of lost the concept of time which is which is great because i don't really care i don't have anything else to do after this except uh i'm, I'm in the middle of a prolon fasting diet are you familiar with prolon no i'm not yeah, no i'm not no okay yeah so i'm fasted and i get the opportunity to have a soup for dinner when i finish this so um <laughs> that's what I'm up to today. But um, yeah, for all the people that hopefully are still listening and watching and, and, and enjoy this conversation, what is the best way to keep in touch with you and what you have going, like, you know, the socials and the website and all that stuff? Yes. Can you mention? Yes. Yeah. So you'll find us on most of the social platforms. So um, Instagram, blockblueLight underscore official, you'll find us there. Haven't been posting on there as much as we want to, but like, yeah, we do try and provide good content on there. Our website is like where we have like the most knowledge and, and resource. So um, blockbluelight.com is probably the best place to come in. The blog is where I spend a lot of my time with education and we've probably got 80 to 90 articles on there at the moment. Um, we're really trying to unpack and give lots of good consumable information that people can use to empower themselves in their lives and make it healthier choices and not only that but understand understand it more so it's not like hey like buy these glasses and buy these light bulbs like i want you to understand why you need them that's like part of my my mission right so um that's an awesome place resource and then but the other thing is just reach out to us like we love people getting in touch if it's like don't understand this and want some advice on what they need to do for their environment and stuff. So the contact us form on there, jump on to either Facebook chat as well. We're on there. I even jump in and answer some of the questions when I can. So um, that's, that's the best ways to get hold of us. Amazing. Well, <clears throat> this has been such um, a, a really cool moment, even to challenge myself, right. With a number of the, the things that we talked about and, you know, throughout this episode, it's been one of those things where I've, I've kind of rediscovered what I need to do to focus on it because it's almost like I, I say to other people, don't don't just try to fix something and it's fixed, right? Check back in, retest, test. Um, you know, talk to people like yourself who who is more of an expert in in lighting than I probably ever would be. Um, and I realize now that I have an opportunity to to make my home healthier, right? And maybe I had a good start, but what I learned in chatting with you is that we, we definitely have places to go, right? So we can carry this on. Um, 
And so that, that's a bit of a recap. If you didn't get a chance to listen to all this, definitely go back. You might have to like take notes and, you know, check in with Daniel or check in with me if you want. Also, um, Block Blue Light and Daniel has been very gracious enough to to give me and the, the listeners and viewers of this podcast a discount. So you get a 15% discount at uh, blockbluelight.com. And that discount code is Josh15. So if you're curious like me, I'm probably going to buy up everything on the store and uh, <laughs> transform my, my environment. Um, but yeah, this has been fun. And again, don't forget to go check out all the socials, check out all the websites and uh, hit us up. Give us feedback. Let us know, you know, is, is Daniel and his company bullshit or is it really working? Right. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is Josh from Simply Walk the Talk signing out. Daniel, thanks for your time. Thank you to the listeners and viewers. Peace. Cheers. Simply walk the talk. Walk the talk, talking facts Move like me, but I move a little fast Make my move, here to last Fasten these seatbelts, I'm coming past Take care of me, longevity Hack my biology, better believe Walking the talk, so mind and body connected Better come give us a listen